one year old and reflect upon the miracle of his birth for it gave me the spirit and the will to live without you i tell his shining sleepy eyes i would have killed myself from the horror and shame of it all the darkness would have overcome me dragged me down into its eager drowning we zahawa are a fierce warlike people and death violent and bloody and at one's own hand is far preferable to dishonor and shame. It has always been thus for my tribe. Come here, my love. I have a hug for you. You know what rape is. The face is a mask of hatred, eyes close to mine, his soldier's breath stinking. You think because you are a doctor you really know what rape is? A second soldier lunges at me, pinning me to the floor. We'll show you what rape is, you black dog. You think you can talk to the foreigners about rape? A third screams. Let me tell you, you know nothing. But in rape, we are expert teachers. And when we are finished with you, we might just let you live. The first one spits out. Then you can go and tell the world. I try to block out the memory of it all, but sometimes it is not possible, and it comes crowding in on me dark and suffocating, putrid and evil. I can still see their faces, even now, as if it were only yesterday, bloodshot eyes inflamed with hatred and lust, graying stubble, unclean breath, the reek of days-old sweat and unwashed uniforms, a flashing blade as one tries to cut my trousers off of me. I kick out, fiercely aiming for his groin. He cries out in pain, recovers himself and stabs the knife into my thigh. I feel the agony of that knife thrust and a dead weight bearing down on my bound hands. Come here, my love. I have a life for you. I hug my little boy close to my pounding, fearful heart. It is you who gave me life, the will to live, the spirit to go on, and because of you and the countless other women and children who never made it through the horror alive, I am going to sit at this desk in our tiny apartment while you peacefully sleep, and I am going to start to write my story. Come here, my love. I have a story for you. My name is Halima. It is an important name, and you must remember it. It is important because my father gave it to me seven days after I was born in the village naming ceremony. In a sense, my father saw into the future, for he named me after who and what I was to become. I was my father's first-born child, and I was his favorite. I know all children say this, but I had an especially close bond with my father. For the first five years of my life, I was an only child. I used to long for a brother or sister to play with, but I also knew that when one came along, I'd have to share my parents with them, which was the last thing on earth that I wanted to do. Whenever my father was home, I would always be sitting at his side, listening to his stories. He'd tell me about the legends of our tribe, the Zakhawa, or about the lineage of our family, which was descended from a long line of tribal chiefs. Or he'd tell me about his work buying and selling cattle, goats and camels, and about his travels across the deserts and mountains of Darfur. One day when I was very young, we were lying on some rugs by the fireside in the centre of our home. 
In each corner of our fenced compound there was a thatched, circular mud hut, one for the women, one for the men, one for my parents, and one for visitors. And in the middle was a thatched wooden shelter with open sides. Here we gathered each evening, lounging around the fire and gazing up at the bright stars, talking, talking, and laughing. My father was playing a game with me. It is just like the This Little Piggy Went to Market game that Westerners play with their children. He took my left hand in his and traced a circle in my palm. The camel's home, he announced, gazing into my eyes. Then he traced a similar pattern on my forearm. The cow's home. Then, higher up, the sheep's home. Of course, we'd played this game many times before, and I knew what was coming. I was giggling and trying to pull my arm away to escape. The chicken.